The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Who's in? Who's out? Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, I'm Scott Seidenberg. It is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. No change in the college football playoff top four. Well, no change in the top seven of the college football playoff rankings this week, but things are starting to heat up because this week we'll have elimination games on the schedule. And then moving forward each and every week from here on out, we will have elimination games. There's only a couple games left in the regular season, followed by conference championship games, and then we will get our college football playoff. We start with where the rankings are right now. Like I said, no change in the top seven. The changes come starting with number eight. Notre Dame moving up one spot from nine to eight. Oklahoma State moving up one spot from 10 to nine. Wake Forest up two spots from 12 to 10. Baylor jumping two spots to number 11. Ole Miss jumps three spots to number 12. And Oklahoma, with their loss to Baylor, drops five spots down to number 13. I'll be honest with you. I'm very confused by this because I thought Oklahoma would be number 12. And I don't, like I said, I don't think there's a a difference, but when Baylor lost to TCU, the committee dropped them down from 12 to 13. And Oklahoma loses to Baylor, and they drop them down from 8 to 13? 
just seems like too big of a drop. Like, I don't agree with Ole Miss being up there at number 12 because Ole Miss, they're not going to play for their conference championship. And I just think when it comes to the college football playoff ranking, it you should take into account who has an opportunity to actually get into the college football playoff. Like, and I guess technically, if Alabama loses their last two games, then Ole Miss can get into the SEC championship game. But that's not going to happen. So I guess you can say, all right, well, technically now they're not eliminated. So we're going to keep them where they are because they do have a chance to play for their conference title. But I always think that your chance to get into the playoff should matter when it comes to your rankings. So here's what we have. Games coming up this week that will determine, you know, practically elimination games. Michigan State and Ohio State will play in in, in an elimination game. The loser is not getting into the college football playoff. The winner still has a chance. Okay? Uh, Oregon and Utah, it's an elimination game for the Ducks. If they lose, they're out. And it's going to be the first of two matchups. And Oregon is actually an underdog in this game at Utah, which is really, really interesting. So that is an elimination game. I think Cincinnati has a challenging game ahead of them against SMU. SMU's offense can score. I love SMU plus the points. Uh, you know, Tanner Mordecai is throwing practically more touchdowns than anybody in the country not named Bailey Zappi. Uh, so it's going to be a very fun contest and I think a challenging contest for Cincinnati, who still also has to play Houston in the American Championship game. And hey, Houston's finally in the rankings. Congratulations. They're at number 24. Welcome to the rankings, the Houston Cougars at 9-1. and one. So at least, hey, for Cincinnati, it, it means something because they'll have a ranked opponent to face in the American Championship game. But I'm, I'm a little confused as to, like I said, with Baylor being where they are, uh, with Oklahoma State being where they are, with Oklahoma being where they are, I still see a path for a one-loss Big 12 champ to get in. Either Oklahoma State or Oklahoma. And the odds to win the title are interesting. They will tell you what the book thinks. Right now, Georgia's your favorite at minus 120. Alabama plus 360. Ohio State plus 400. Oregon plus 2,500. Michigan plus 3,500. Then it's Oklahoma at plus 4,000. Cincinnati's next at plus 5,000, then Oklahoma State at plus 8,000. So what the odds are telling you is that Oklahoma has a better chance to get in than Oklahoma State. Now, both teams, the formula is simple. You win the next three games, you're in. That's as simple as it gets. You're 11-1, and you're in. Or you're 12-1, excuse me. You're in. Because you win the next two games in the regular season, which for Oklahoma, it's against Iowa State this week, and then against Oklahoma State the next week. And then they would have to play Oklahoma State again in the Big 12 championship game. For Oklahoma State, they play Texas Tech this weekend, 
Then they play against Oklahoma, and if they beat Oklahoma, they would then play Baylor in the Big 12 championship game, assuming that Baylor gets by Kansas State this weekend, which I actually like Kansas State in that game. So the Big 12 might have a one-loss champion. I see this going one of two ways. And part of me has a really bad feeling. A really bad feeling that Notre Dame is going to get into the college football playoff. I talked about this a little bit with Tim Murray, who hosts the Nightcap, and he said he'll sit down with me right here in studio and tell me why Notre Dame is not getting in. But hear me out for a second. Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Michigan State, Michigan, all ahead of Notre Dame. If Oregon loses to Utah, we knock them out. If Cincinnati loses, and maybe it's to SMU this weekend, maybe it's to Houston in the conference championship game, we knock them out. Now we are putting, we need to we need to fill one spot here in the playoff. Or actually two spots, because I'm going to say Georgia beats Alabama. All right? We knock Alabama out for now. The only guarantees we have is Georgia in this scenario that I'm laying out. Georgia is your number one team, undefeated SEC champ. Ohio State is your number two team, one loss, they're uh, 12 and one, Big Ten champ. Okay? Who's number three and who's number four? Michigan and Michigan State are both eliminated, right? They're both two lost teams, non-conference champions. They're out. You have Wake Forest with a possibility of being a one-loss ACC champ, but I'm going to give Wake Forest a loss. Maybe it's to Clemson where they're an underdog this week. Maybe it's to Pitt in the championship game. I'm going to give Wake Forest a loss. So they're out. Okay, one-loss Big 12 champ. That is an option for the fourth spot, uh, for the third spot, excuse me, because the only thing we know right now is that it's Georgia and Ohio State. So let's put one loss, Big 12 champion. Let's say it's Oklahoma. Okay. Oklahoma gets in at number three or number four. Your other choices are one loss, Notre Dame, or two loss, Alabama. Now, could you put two loss Alabama in at number four and have a rematch of a game that you just saw in the conference championship? I think the answer is no. Now, people will argue, what if Alabama plays a close game and they lose by um, a a, a last-second field goal? And it's clear that all season long, they're they're the second best team in the country. And should they be punished for having to play the SEC championship game against the best team in the country, whereas Notre Dame doesn't have to play a championship game? So can you punish Alabama for suffering that second loss? Or do you just say, hey, they lost by a field goal. We still like their overall body of work. We put Alabama in over Notre Dame. Well, You're going to put Alabama at number three? And then you're going to have a one-loss Big 12 champ at number four behind them? 
Or are you really going to put Alabama at number four and have a rematch? I just don't see the rematch happening in the semifinal because you can make the argument that that was a playoff game. The SEC championship game is a playoff game. It's basically the quarterfinals. If you win, you move on. If you lose, you're eliminated. I can't give Alabama another chance to play Georgia a second week in a row because then how fair is that to Georgia? You just beat Alabama, and now in the semifinal, you got to play them again? You got to beat them again? I I just don't see that being fair to them. So the only way that Alabama would get into the playoff is in that three spot And can you make a two-loss Alabama the three-seed over a one-loss Notre Dame or a one-loss Big 12 champ? And maybe you can. And maybe that's what this thing turns out to be. Maybe this is going to be your your playoff. Undefeated Georgia 1, 12-1 Ohio State 2. What would it be? Uh, 11 and 2 Alabama number 3 and 12 and 1 Oklahoma 4. And for the first time in the college ball playoff history, we'll have a two loss team getting in. Gonna have a lot of people upset if that happens. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You follow on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S C O T T S O N A I R. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back to segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Let's take a look at the games for the top 25 teams this week. And really uh, what we like here are the circled spots against the spread and and really the the spots that you have to look out for. Dangerous uh, spots here coming up. Um, Number 24, Houston kicks things off. And congratulations to Houston getting to the top 25. They deserve it. They've won nine straight games. You know I love this team. I've been on them five times this season already. Um, Three and two, betting on them. Really should have been four and one. Actually, should have been five and zero. Oh. Uh, the one loss was <clears throat> the first half bet, where uh, settled for a field goal instead of getting a touchdown. Would have loved a touchdown, but settled for a field goal. Actually, had a touchdown called back because the receiver stepped out of bounds, um, and he was out of bounds. So I'm not complaining about the call. Maybe I'm complaining about the throw. If Clayton Tune throws a better pass, then. Uh, the receiver's wide open, and they cover the first half line. And then the other loss was when they were 13-point favorites, and they won by 12, and South Florida returned two kickoffs, 100 yards for a touchdown. 
two 100-yard kickoffs for touchdowns. So uh, there's a chance that I could have been 5-0 and betting on Houston this year, but I'm 3-2 and betting on Houston. And this game is actually tough for me because I've bet on Memphis a bunch this season too. And these are like two of my darlings. Two, these are like two, two of my kids playing each other. I don't know. You know, it's like, I don't know what to do. I love them both. You know, I always um, make the comment, if you remember the movie Mystery Alaska, with the hockey team from Alaska that plays against the New York Rangers. And in the first period, they play so well. I think they have a lead. And then into the intermission report, they interview Mike Myers, who's supposed to be like this uh, Don Cherry type Canadian hockey analyst. And he's like, uh, he's like, I love them. I want to adopt all of them. <laughs> That's how I feel about some of these teams that I bet on each and every week, when especially when it comes to you know non-power five schools. So uh, Houston, definitely one of my darlings. Same thing with Memphis. I think the safest way for me to play this game for my emotional attachment might just be to go with the over 60 and a half. Uh, I do think Houston covers though. They're at home. Their defense has been better this season. They're actually very good. They're a top 10 defense in the country. Memphis's defense is so bad. The Memphis offense is legit. I mean, we're talking about, um, you know, top, one of the top offenses in the country, especially with, Seth Hennigan um, at quarterback. But I really like um, this Houston team and just seeing this line, it's gone down in favor of Memphis. So that kind of, you know, scares me a little bit. Uh, Houston, though, the number six defense in the country. The number six defense in the country. They're only allowing 290.5 yards per game. And that's just that's just tremendous. The number six defense in the country. Memphis, meanwhile, I'll have to go to the last page. <laughs> uh, actually, hey, they're not on the last page anymore. So Memphis is, where are you, Memphis? The number 90th, 90th defense in the country, allowing 410.5 yards per game. So I think, hey, Houston knows... They have a chance at a New Year's Six Bowl game. You just got to win out, win your conference, and hope to be the highest-ranked Group of Five conference champion and perhaps get yourself in a New Year's Six Bowl game. Uh, San Diego State, number 19, takes on UNLV. San Diego State is a 10.5-point favorite over UNLV. No real read on this game. UNLV has been so bad this season, but they have won two straight, okay? They beat New Mexico. They beat Hawaii. Maybe they turn this thing around and they're headed in the right direction. Uh, San, o- San Diego State, they need the win also. Uh, I believe with, did they uh, play against Fresno State yet? Yeah, they lost to Fresno State. So this is a, that was their only loss. This is very important for them because with uh, they need a win over their next two games to lock up, you know, they need to lock up, uh, a spot in the conference championship game, any loss over the next two games and Fresno state gets into the mountain West championship game because they have the tiebreaker. So why wait until playing against uh, Boise state, take care of business against UNLV. So that game is on Friday night. So you got two games on Friday. Now we go to the weekend. The huge game of course is Ohio state, Michigan state. Ohio state is 19 point favorites. I can't, I can't just 
lay those that type of points. I, I do agree Ohio State's better. Ohio State's going to win this game. And Ohio State's offense has been rolling. But Michigan State plays the type of football that can slow this game down. They keep the ball on the ground. They grind away the clock. They can grind away possessions. They had to score big against Michigan because their defense wasn't able to stop them. So maybe they forced the issue a little bit. Total here is at 66 and a half. It's actually up to 67 now. Part of me just wants to take the points with Michigan State. And then the other part of me just says, stay away. Because Ohio State could actually win this game by three scores. Wake Forest, number 10, is a four-point underdog at Clemson. And for as bad as Clemson's been this year, you know, they've won three straight against three inferior opponents. Um, and now they have a chance to, they're not going to go to the conference championship game, but, you know, win a couple of games here and put yourself in a position to go to a respectable bowl game. And I guess technically they do have a chance to go to the conference championship game if they beat Wake Forest here in this game and then win their last game against South Carolina and Wake Forest loses their last game to BC. So if Wake Forest loses back-to-back games and the both teams are 9 and 3 and both teams are 6 or yeah, I guess Clemson would be uh they're 5 and 2, they would be 6 and 2, 7 and 2 in the conference. Wake Forest, yeah. I mean, there's a chance it could happen. Oh no, they would be I'm sorry, they'd both be 6 and 2 in the conference. Because uh, uh, Clemson plays South Carolina their following week. So if Clemson beats Wake, they improve to 6-2 and two in the conference. And if Wake loses to BC, they'll drop to 6-2, and two, lose the tiebreaker to Clemson, and Clemson could still get into the conference championship game. So I'm sure it's going to be a very uh, emotional game for Clemson as they try and give themselves at least a puncher's chance of... Uh, Writing the ship on their season. Like I said, they need, they need to beat Wake Forest here and then root for Boston College next week. And you know I'll be rooting for Boston College next week as a home underdog against, against Wake Forest. Oklahoma, four-point favorite over Iowa State. If Oklahoma loses this game, then they truly are frauds. This is a put-up or shut-up game. You lose last week, it ends your undefeated season and it puts a major, major dent in your college football playoff hopes. But there's still a chance. You're not out of it just yet. And you're at home now for the final time this season. You have to beat this Iowa State team. You got to beat them, and you got to beat them bad. And then put yourself in a situation to win in Stillwater, in Bedlam, the final week of the regular season, and get into the Big 12 championship game. If you lose this game, if you're Oklahoma, I don't want to hear about you. I don't want to hear from you until next season because you truly are frauds. The other game that's uh, of you know some importance, you, know, you could say Alabama-Arkansas. Alabama's a 21-point favorite at home. I think they'll take care of business. Cincinnati better be on alert, I'm telling you. At, they're at home, which helps. 
They're against SMU. SMU can score the football. That will be a very challenging game. And then in the Pac-12, Oregon, Utah, you don't get much bigger than that. Let's talk more about that game and some more of these huge college football games with playoff implications. Dave Ross, host of Betting Across America on Saturdays and the Green Zone on Sundays, will join me next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You follow on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Black Friday offer is here. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. I just went shopping on the VSIN store and I bought so much stuff. It's going to be great. Hurry, this is a limited time offer, so sign up now and for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vsin.com slash subscribe. Maybe I'll buy some stuff for our next guest here, although him and I wear different sizes because uh, he's a little smaller than I am. <laughs> and he's Dave Ross, host of Betting Across America on Saturdays, the Green Zone on Sundays, and of course, uh, First Strike, our combat sports show here at VSIN. Uh, I, I'm, I haven't seen Dave rock a lot of VSIN gear, but I'm sure he's got a closet full of this stuff. What's up, brother? No, I have absolutely, I have zero, Scott. And what I figured was, since you're the big star of the network, <laughs> I have to talk to you to figure out how to get some free swag, or else. I got to go to the store just like everybody else and buy all the good swag. I'm going home for Thanksgiving next week, and all my relatives are going to be like, where's my stuff? And I'm going to have to tell them that I'm still low man in the totem pole, and I haven't reached that level yet at least. That's how I feel as well. But I did get my stuff, so I'm, I am <laughs> stocked up here for the holidays. So we'll get, we'll right. get rocking and rolling with that. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, the new college ball playoff rankings came out, Dave. No change in the top seven. A uh, couple of mixes at the at the bottom of the rankings, or the at least eight through 13. Uh, how do you feel about where we are going in the college football landscape here in regards to the rankings? but also the elimination games, as I call them, that we'll have over the next two, three weeks. Well, look, the, the Oregon-Utah game coming up this weekend is the one that really catches my eye. I'm seeing that Utah – think about this. Utah is a three-point favorite right now over the number three team ranked in the BCS. I mean, that's all you really kind of need to know here is that the committee is really hoping, I would think, that Utah goes ahead and takes care of business because I think they look at it and go, how is State's better? But we have to put Oregon ahead of them because they went to the shoe in week one and got that W, non-conference. They scheduled it. They went out of, out of the conference, went all the way to Ohio State and Columbus and won that game, right? So even though they lose to Stanford and everybody assumes now, probably rightfully so, that Ohio State's a better football team, they can't logically say that that game does not matter that happened. So I think the committee, quiet as kept, is hoping – that the odds makers are right and that Utah covers that three and gets the W and then bye-bye Oregon Two loss Oregon Pac-12 champion doesn't matter. They're not in the other game that I'm really curious to see how this plays out is I'm seeing Cincinnati's about a 12 point favorite over SMU right now. We've seen Cincinnati the last three weeks and they have been very unimpressive. They haven't covered a number 
And they do not look, quite frankly, like you and I have talked about on betting across America, they don't look close to being one of the best four teams in the country, period. Right? Just if you watch the eye test the last three weeks and the schedule they played, which includes what? A a win against Indiana uh, early in the year, and we've seen what Indiana has become, and a good, I put in air quotes, win at Notre Dame. So one win at Notre Dame is good enough to arguably get you in the conversation if you run an undefeated schedule in a bad conference. But the college football playoff, that's an interesting that's an interesting way to look at it. The only thing I would say to that is, if I was going to play devil's advocate, if you flip the argument and said if Notre Dame had beaten Cincinnati along with the rest of their schedule, which is obviously much better than what Cincinnati plays in theirs, Notre Dame would be a lock. We would not be having this conversation. They would easily be one of the top four teams in the country. So I understand how Cincinnati people would say, if you flip that game, Notre Dame would be in, then why aren't we? The argument I would make there would just be Notre Dame's rest of their schedule. It might not be the strongest, but it's much stronger than Cincinnati. So 12-point favorite for Cincinnati. Okay, you would think at some point they know, Luke Fickle knows. Uh, they, they've got to say winning isn't enough. It's not. They need to go roll somebody. they got to pull an Ohio State on Purdue. they got to go out there and beat somebody and put up 59 points. And Ritter's got to look like a Heisman Trophy candidate again like he was earlier in the year. That All that's kind of faded away in victory for Cincinnati. So the two games that I'm really watching this weekend are clearly Utah and Oregon and whether or not Cincinnati can roll up a big number against SMU. And i got to be honest with you, it's the shortest number you've seen in the last four weeks for them. I don't know that I can play them. I don't care if it's at home. I don't care if they know it, whether they're feeling the pressure of trying to get in there. Maybe they're pressing a little bit too much. I don't know what it is, Scott, but right now, they just do not look like, forget about a top 16, they don't look like a top 10 to me, 10 to me, uh, if you've watched them the last three weeks. Uh, I'm telling you right now, I'm playing SMU plus the points, and yep. I'm actually going to put a little bit on SMU money line here. Um, the, the, I don't think that's a bad play at all. The Mustangs have the sixth best offense in the country, and I don't think that Cincinnati's going to be able to stop them. Um and I don't think Cincinnati can get into a shootout game with them. So I, I love SMU with the points, and, and I, I'm going to take them on the money line as well. Uh, you know, th- this is going to be a very interesting game for me, and I love the, the American Athletic Conference. I mean, I don't know why. I don't, it's not like I have an attachment to it. Uh, I mean, I am a New Yorker. I'm an East Coaster, but, like, you know, it's just <laughs> some, something about the American. You know, I, 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 they're my darlings. Well, well Scott, do you, do, you, do you feel like the way I do that Cincinnati's been playing with pressure – they, they oh, I, they're they're leaking they're two. leaking oil right now. They're leaking oil, yes. and and the car's gonna go into the, the the shop, and the mechanics gonna be like, "Oh my goodness, you should have brought this thing in weeks ago." Like we got to replace no, everything here. So I think well, they're just had, the car's about to break down. Yeah, I had Michael Felder on uh, betting across America, buddy mine from Stadium in Chicago, and he called the the Tuesday night college football playoff show. He called it a show because it's a TV show. Yeah. And I know that the kids from Cincinnati are watching the TV show. And when they've been watching their names in the bright lights in the last three weeks, all of a sudden they feel that. And you can tell by watching them, they just don't look like a loose football team anymore. I don't know if Luke Fickle's already gone, if he's already accepted the SC job, or what's going on there. But it's the, it's the combined pressure of we're going to take your coach, and you guys are supposed to be one of the best four teams in the country, and you're not playing like it, so you got to show us more. 
and they have not been able to do that the last three weeks with inferior competition. Now a decent team comes to Cincinnati on Saturday, to your point. Yeah, it's going to be a shootout, and let's see if they can keep up. But I'm with you. I think a lot of points get scored, and it's going to get really tight for the Bearcats. Uh, and, and I think Utah beats Oregon. If not now, they're going to beat them in the in the Pac-12 championship game. But I think now is the best opportunity for them to beat them at home. And listen, I got a bad feeling, and I wonder how you feel about this, Dave. I got a bad feeling that Notre Dame's getting into the playoff. And, oh and, and the reason why I say it's a bad feeling is because there's no way that Notre Dame deserves to be in the college football playoff because they're no way even close to the, the, the top four best teams in the country. They're going to get the doors blown off them when they play Georgia in the semifinal game. But how many how many times have we seen this with Notre Dame if they sneak in? But but to the point about it being a TV show and, and the college football being about ratings, which let's be honest, it still is. I mean, the committee's not stupid. They know what teams are going to draw. Notre Dame draws. Okay, so if it gets close, and look, we know that, you know, Michigan, something's going to happen there. It's, it's going to be Ohio State or Michigan. One of those two teams is going to butt heads with each other and knock one of them, the other out. So we're only getting one from the Big Ten. We're going to get one from the Big Ten. We're going to get two from the SEC, barring some sort of, you know, like the, the Iron Bowl goes crazy and Auburn wins. I don't know how that happens without Bo Nix. But, like, to me, we've already got three spots locked up. It's two from the SEC, and it's one from the Big Ten. And then after that, good luck. Hey, Oklahoma losing last week to Baylor was a beautiful thing for Notre Dame. It was actually good for Cincinnati as well in the short term. But, look, I, I just – if it's one loss Notre Dame and undefeated Cincinnati, we're going to get in that Oregon-Ohio State conversation. Yeah. That's what's going to happen, right? <laughs> we're going to right there, there, and we're going to flip that right around. And, and Cincinnati's going to go, well, we went to Notre Dame and beat them, just like Oregon people say, well, we went to Ohio State and beat them. When everybody probably thinks Notre Dame's a better football team right now than Cincinnati. So it's going to be – it could be very well those same conversations in reverse if this keeps playing out the way I do, which is, again, two from the SEC, one from the Big Ten, and then one's a free-for-all. I just can't have Alabama getting in if they lose to Georgia because I can't have – like, okay, how is everyone's going to say it's not fair for Alabama to have to play that extra game against the best team in the country, and let's say they lose by a field goal, and that eliminates them okay. when a team like Notre Dame doesn't have to play an extra game. But my argument's going to be, how is this fair for Georgia? They just beat Alabama in the conference championship game, and now you're going to make them play them again in the semifinal? Like, we just beat them. How is that fair? And the other well, thing is, well, how could you put Alabama third then as a two-loss team over right. a one-loss team that deserves to be ranked third better than them and avoid Georgia? Dave, hang on, because uh, I want to get into the NFL with you <laughs> as well. Uh, I got to know the answer to the question that I've been asking every single week, which is, who the heck wants to win the MVP award in the NFL? So oh my. Uh, I'll see what your answer is coming up next. He's Dave Ross, host of Betting Across America on Saturdays, the Green Zone on Sundays, and uh, First Strike, our combat sports show here at VSIN. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You follow along on Twitter at Scott's on Air at VSIN Live. And this is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. 
Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, BetRivers has you covered. BetRivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, L.A., and now New York. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can just listen to 
Dave Ross and I just go back and forth about our local teams, uh, which can take probably uh, my entire show and maybe his entire weekend show as well. <laughs> Host Dave Ross is with me now. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's the look ahead. You hear Dave and you listen to Dave and watch him on Betting Across America on Saturdays, the Green Zone on Sundays. I think if you and I just went back and forth about our teams, oh my God. we could fill up your entire Saturday and Sunday programming. I mean, if they really needed us to do that, it would not be that hard for us to do. Six hours, seven, whatever you need, Scott and I got you covered. That would not be an issue. Listen, I need seven hours just to vent about the history of me being a Jets fan. And then... <laughs> you might need a whole weekend for that, Scott. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'll, I'll always have 98. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, let's talk about uh, the NFL now. I want to get into a couple of things here with you. And I teased it before the break, Dave. Sure. But I, I play this game show every week on my on my show and it's who wants to win the mvp because it seems that every week in the nfl a different mvp candidate takes a step backwards and so i'm asking you who the heck wants to win this award right now because no one's playing like it the only guy that i would trust with my money right now would be Josh Allen. And the reason why is the market he plays in. Because the eyes and the focus, it's too hot on guys like Tom Brady when they lose two games in a row. I'm old enough to remember when Matthew Stafford was an MVP candidate two weeks ago. But he's done. (laughs) I mean, he's absolutely gone. Lamar Jackson loses on a Thursday night when all the world's watching at Miami. But he's all the way back down to the pack. Now, it is interesting for one of the names I'll throw out. Well, two others I'll give you. But I like Josh Allen because it's Buffalo and it's sleepy and the eyes aren't on the Bills as much. And if they keep going on and win the AFC East, although New England's pushing them now, and you just look up and Buffalo is, say, 14-3 and at the end of the year or 13-4 and and they kind of run away with the division at the end of it, they'll just go, oh, Josh Allen. That's what they'll know about that football team. That's it. It's too, the, the, the spotlight burns too bright for guys like Brady, every mistake. Lamar Jackson, every mistake. Patrick Mahomes was 66 to one a week ago. I say again, Patrick Mahomes was 66 to one a week ago. And I mentioned it on the Lombardi line. I said, I cannot believe that Patrick Mahomes is big, uh, 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 a favor. You know, the odds are just ridiculous right now as a long shot. And now you look up ahead now and you go, okay, now Patrick Mahomes is right back in the running. Yes. Mahomes, if he can keep what he did going Sunday night in Las Vegas going, he'll be right back in this conversation. That's how wide open this really is. So it's another guy that I think you and I mentioned it, but I know I mentioned it with Wes Reynolds on the green zone. And it is Ryan Tannehill. It's the best wide receiver playing quarterback. <laughs> if Tennessee can keep somehow winning again, the, the, the lights aren't that bright in Tennessee. If they look up at the end of the year and they've won the AFC South and, you know, maybe they're the two seed or even God forbid the one seed, which they are right now, by the way, in the AFC, and there's no Derrick Henry, and there's really nondescript players past that, well, then Ryan Tannehill, by proxy, will get all of those votes. You've got to remember, this is a voted-upon thing. They'll say, well, Brady, we've given it to him so many times before, and I just don't know if he's been that great. Everybody hates Aaron Rodgers because he won't get the vaccine, so Rodgers is out. It doesn't have anything to do with the football. It'll just be that. It'll be a public thing. We can't give it to Aaron Rodgers. Yep. We are on that. would be terrible, right? This is a voted-on award. So... Because of that, you got to think about how this might play out. And I think the sleepy towns like Buffalo and Tennessee 
those things might actually help out Josh Allen and a long shot in Ryan Tannehill. Because the lights were so bright on Patrick Mahomes, people just said, oh, my God, what's wrong with Mahomes? Even I said it. Like, why isn't he playing as well as we're used to him playing? And then when he plays well, again, all the eyes go back. It would take one more bad performance, a la Lamar Jackson Thursday night on a big stage when the whole world's watching and nothing else was on against the Dolphins to set Patrick Mahomes back. Allen, Tannehill, they really won't have those eyes. They won't have that glare that some of these bigger names that have been there, done that, past MVPs, like Mahomes, like Brady, like Lamar Jackson. Those guys are constantly being scrutinized over one bad performance. So watch the sleepy participants kind of roll through while the others get chewed up in the public fodder and then some get recycled and some get tossed out. Those guys will be there. And I do think there's actually value in Tannehill. If they can somehow keep going on, it doesn't really matter how, whether it's Mike Rabel and the defense that gets it done. The quarterback gets a lot more credit than they deserve, as we all know, and sometimes a lot more blame. Yes, I actually think as a long shot, he's the best. And as a short favorite, Josh Allen. You know, it's interesting about Mahomes. If you look at the next four games, they'll be against defenses that can be had. I mean, I think the game with the Cowboys coming up is going to be a shootout. And then he's got the Broncos they can easily score on. The Raiders, we saw what he just did to the Raiders. And the Chargers, they can easily be scored on. You know, let's say Mahomes gets, give me 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns over the next four games. And I think he becomes your MVP favorite. Oh, it's going to be like years ago when Aaron Rodgers did the famous relax, right? Yeah. That's what Mahomes will do. And he'll do it because you can see he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder now. In fact, I don't mind at all. Like, you can see he's been frustrated. I don't know if it's his brother doing all the TikTok stuff or whatever. <laughs> he, just, he just doesn't look like himself, right? He looks like he's a little bit ticked off. Hey, that's great. If that makes you play better and everybody was questioning, you know, Andy Reid and Eric the enemy and, and my skills, he'll let everybody know. And when he does that, people will go, oh, Patrick Mahomes is back to being the, the guy in the league. He's the MVP. Yeah, there's a real good scenario of that. But again, just seven days ago, 66 to 1. I mean, it's unheard of with as topsy turvy as this league is that anybody of his caliber should ever fall that far down the race. To your point, Scott, he will be there in the end. I don't know if he'll win it, but it's certainly value still on Patrick Mahomes. Uh, this late in the season. Uh, let's keep with the, the Chiefs uh, theme here. Going up against your Cowboys coming up this Sunday. You like Dallas plus the points? I, I know you'd like to get it at three. It's at two and a half now. And do you think it'll be as high scoring as uh, the odds suggest? I'm walking around my apartment right now with both of my hands extended to the heavens. I am so excited for this football game. Uh, we talked to some people today from the Dallas Morning News and Basically, this is not another game for the Dallas Cowboys. This is a litmus test game. When Dak Prescott is now going up against Patrick Mahomes, who's back after the performance against the Raiders, you better believe this is not another game in that Cowboy locker room. And now they're going on the road and they're catching points? Oh, even better. I'm banging the money line to the Cowboys. I'm teasing it up to eight and a half. And you absolutely hammer the over 55 and a half right now. That won't be 55 and a half come Sunday. It's going to get 57. I cannot see the way anybody should play the under in this game. Look, the Dallas defense is better. Trayvon Diggs is a revelation. We all get that. Uh, Michael Parsons, shortlisted to be defensive player of the year, uh, excuse me, rookie of the year. Right now, he's the favorite to do that. Okay, so that's great. But there are still a lot of holes in this defense. It's been a bend, don't break 
depend on the big play, get the turnover. They've gotten the turnover. They might get a, a couple against Mahomes on Sunday as well. That doesn't mean they're stopping Mahomes. They're not stopping Travis Kelsey. They're not stopping Tyreek Hill over the top. They're going to get theirs. I see an absolute shootout, both teams in the 30s. But I love the Cowboys, plus the two and a half, tease it to eight and a half, and sprinkle some of the money line. To me, it's all Dallas. It is all gas, no break. You know, I know people say don't tease totals, but uh, Cowboys pushing them up to eight and a half and pushing this total down to 50 seems pretty attractive, right? <laughs> well, you should do it right. You should do it if you're going to tease the total. Some with you, Scott. Normally, that's not the smartest play to do. Do it now because, again, this this is going to go up. And you know, I'm sure you do this on your show all the time too, Scott, where you look at lines and say, ooh, that line right now is the best price you're going to get. Yeah. I'm telling you that's the best price you're going to get. I don't think this number gets to three either. So if you're a Cowboy backer like I am, you should get it now. I see this game closing around one, one and a half mm. come kickoff. And that, and that total is going to be around 57, 57 and a half come kickoff too. Do you have another game that you circled real quick on this Sunday calendar? Yeah, you know, I'm looking at that Carolina game, and I loved them last week when we talked on the show against Arizona. I love them again this week. So I'm do really I. Cam, if Cam, Cam Newton's by. starting, I love it. Oh, yeah. It's late three and a half against the Redskins without uh, Chase Young. Uh, excuse me, Washington football team. Uh, I love Taylor Heineke. I don't like the Washington football team defense. Dave, the uh, crowd is going to be electric oh. when Cam runs out of the tunnel. Plus, maybe maybe Ron Rivera a little bit distracted returning to Carolina. I, I don't know, but uh, – that's certainly going to be one that we're going to talk about. I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more this weekend. Uh, yes, love sir. catching up with you, Dave, and I'll talk to you on Saturday, all right? Thanks, Scott. Appreciate you, brother. There he is, Dave Ross, host of Betting Across America on Saturdays, the Green Zone on Sundays, right here on VSIN. Also, First Strike, our combat sports show. You follow him on Twitter at DRoss Sports. You follow me on Twitter at Scott's On Air. This is The Look Ahead. We'll talk more about some teaser spots in the NFL coming up next, right here on VSIN. the sports betting network the vsin experts live and breathe sports betting and we've assembled the best team here in vegas the gambling capital of the world our unique approach helps you learn how to become a better handicapper we go beyond picks and predictions to discuss the nicks 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 and predictions to discuss the Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.